0: Google doesn't try to rank a website based off of like, oh, you have more links than another site or you have better on-page code. We try to rank a site based on what users prefer and want more than anything else. That's the key to winning in the long run.
1: Yo, what's going on gang, tapping into the podcast early. Super excited about this show because I sit down with my guy, Neil Patel, and guess what? I asked him the most important question that we all wanna know, which is, how do we rank on the top page of Google for our business? Yep. I did that i did that for us because i love y'all and i care but not only that we talk about a lot i'm talking about how to increase your traffic on your website or blog ai which website platform you should actually be building your e-commerce sites on and so much more listen this is one you don't want to miss this is the king of seo so this is an episode you want to pay attention to cut the volume up grab your snacks listen if you got to call off work i understand i'm not going to judge you but it is that important all right so look make sure you get ready to tap into it i'ma stop talking so we can roll into this episode but uh if this is your first time tapping in do me a favor make sure you hit the subscribe button and also at the very end if you enjoy it leave a five-star rating and review let me know your thoughts much love let's get it Are you ready? Level up daily, the hottest podcast for self growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Tolla level me up, To level me up. Yeah. Now, your host DeAndre Evans. level me up, level me up. Yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, what's up ladies and Gs, much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host DeAndre Evans and look, I have a very special guest. Like, he's no rookie when it comes to business. He's managed multi-million dollar companies. He's the man behind the plan with some of the world's greatest marketing SEO. He's worked with companies like Amazon, NBC, GM, HP, and Viacom. However, he's also known to have his own thing going as well, as he has multiple companies like Uber Ubersuggest and also his agency, MP Digital. He's also been labeled as one of the top influencers on the web by Wall Street Journal, Forbes also mentioned that he has the top 10 online marketing presence in the world. Not only that, Entrepreneur Magazine said that he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies in the world as well. As you can already tell, this guy's amazing, and I'm glad to have him on. Not only that, President Obama also named him top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30. Now, it's pretty safe to say we're in good hands here when it comes to marketing SEO. I have none other than my guy, Neil Patel on. What's up, Neil? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, the amazing introduction. You're too kind. And uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to interview me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. You and uh and everyone else is, you know, organizing this thing and I appreciate you for coming <laughs> on. <laughs> and so with that, what I love to do, because it is Monday, is one of my favorite days um, out the week. But what I would love to do is open up the floor to you on this Monday so people can learn a little bit more about you if you don't mind. Just tell them how you got started in the business world, how you grew yeah. up, and we can take it from there.
0: Yeah, so I grew up in uh, sunny Southern California in a city close to Los Angeles. And, you know, when I was a little kid, I was 16, I wanted a high paid job because I wanted out from where I was growing up and not as an out from where I was growing up in which I wanted to move, but more so I wanted out in which I wanted more money. I wanted a better life. And I didn't want to be you know, trapped in middle class suburbia. So I tried looking online for a job, couldn't find a high paying six figure job. So I decided to do the next best thing, which was to start my own job board because I couldn't find a job. Bad reason to start a business, but that's what uh, ended up happening. And while I was creating my own job board, I was working part-time at an amusement park called Knott's Berry Farm. um, And I was picking up trash, cleaning restrooms, took the money I made from picking up trash and put it into the job board and paid a marketing firm to help me out and grow my traffic. But what I quickly found was, you know, as I was spending all this money on this marketing firm, I was getting little to no results. And over time I was broke, frustrated from not getting results that I had no choice, but to learn marketing on my own.
1: Yeah.
0: I did marketing for my own job board, got a ton of traffic, but still made no money because I didn't know how to make money from the traffic. And that's how I got my start. I was like, man, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this marketing thing. Yeah. Don't know how to make money from the rest of the business. Maybe I should just focus on the marketing side.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to dive into that a little bit more because I'm curious on like the upbringing of things. So, you know, you started pretty young in the space of obviously business, but have you always, you know, had that drive to want to have your own business per se as a young age? Like, were you always creative? Were you always like looking to expand into different things or? Yeah, I was uh,
0: always creative. I was always having the drive yeah. Uh, from trying to figure out how to sell like CDs or whatever I get my hand on, yeah. I always wanted to just make money when I was younger, and no one really had to, like teach me that drive or instill in me. I just had it.
1: Wow, wow. So it was just like something that was innate. I feel like everyone has their special uh-huh. gifts and talents, right? That we all are blessed with. And for you, it was just like I know I can do something. I just got to figure out what that is and with the yep. right vehicle. Okay, awesome. So like growing up wise, um. In the household that you grew up in, were your mother and father like really involved in like this pursuit that you wanted to get into or was kind of like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, They were supportive. Okay.
0: But they weren't really involved or not involved. They helped me out wherever I needed help. My dad did the bookkeeping. Uh, My mom was a business owner herself. And yeah, my parents both supported me. You know, it's, you know, they didn't make me pay for schooling. They didn't make me pay for a car. They even let, borrow, let me borrow some money from them to put into the business. Like, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, even though time wise, they didn't spend a lot of time in the business uh, or helping me with the business, they are actually very supportive.
1: Nice, nice. I think they didn't give me didn't...
0: money, right? When you put it in that perspective, I'm like, to give your kid money for their own business, right. uh, you know, <laughs> much support as I can ask for
1: exactly uh, and that's commendable too you know at least they was there and support and say hey if you need us cool you know but we trust you you're, you're gonna figure it out so i don't know that, if they
0: um... trust me or i don't know if they thought <laughs> i figured out they're just like your son will help you out and
1: yeah. my parents didn't
0: have a lot of money but um yeah they did help wherever they could
1: okay nice and they, you... they weren't
0: we weren't broke either we we're just normal middle class
1: i got you and so what did you grow up at like what area did you grow up in per se like what state or country um,
0: I grew up in. Uh, you're saying what part did I grow? Oh, so yeah. I was born in London, grew up in Southern California.
1: Okay, nice. That's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's a it big a big jump. jump. Nice, nice. Well, like I would love to dive into a couple of things because as I read off all your accolades about marketing and SEO, I know everyone is extremely excited about what you got going on in that term. So I would love to know, like. On the marketing side of things, um, first of all, let's let's hop around a little bit. Where where do you see the market right now? Because I'm curious. It's being 2023, right? It's a lot of AI going on. It's a lot of different things happening every single day. Like, Where do you see it heading towards? So when I look at the marketing industry as a whole, I think AI
0: is the biggest shift. Um, We surveyed over 8,000 companies, and we found that almost all of them are investing in AI this year heavily. Uh, podcasting is a big uh, place where companies that are investing as well. They're investing more in performance, less in traditional. But yeah, with a lot of uncertain economic, or with with a lot of economic uncertainty, you know, people are definitely looking for ROI for their marketing, and they're looking to automate as much as possible, use AI to cut costs,
1: um, and get better results and get stuff done faster. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, that's amazing because I feel like especially how the market is. Everyone's talking about Chat GPT, right? You got this cool little software, like input and everything and all these other details. So I think it's amazing. Uh, but I'm very curious on how it's really going to evolve over the next few years. Is it is it going to expand very rapidly or is it going to be like a little cluster and it just explodes and everyone like doesn't know what to do? <laughs> no,
0: so, I, I think it'll expand really rapidly and it'll get better and better. I think we're just in the first inning of yeah. all this stuff and you're going to see crazy improvements
1: over the next two, three years. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, ladies, y'all heard from Neil. He said it, not me. <laughs> It'll be perfect. But uh, okay, so I do want to hop back into you first really getting into the business world in terms of like figuring out the market and trying to get this traffic. Like You got a lot of traffic, but we, we weren't converting, right? It was like, how yes. did we get the money? <laughs> so how did you figure out to get the dollars rolling in? What happened? What triggered? What clicked for you?
0: Oh, I I didn't figure out how to get the dollars in when I was starting off. Yeah. Instead, I was just doing consulting for other people and helping them grow their traffic, and they would pay me for that traffic. Okay. And that's how I started off. I would just pick up the phone, start calling companies, and be like, "Hey, I'll do your marketing for free. If you like the results, pay me." Like uh-huh. I was willing to take whatever I can get. Yeah. And uh, the strategy ended up working out over time, and kept getting more referrals, and did good work, and
1: you know that's how I started off. Nice, nice. So he was cold calling. He did the old school method. Uh-huh. Cold call, pick up. Did you like go on yeah. internet type thing look up some names and like, I want to work with this company. I want to work with them. Or he would just like phone book, one, two, three, let's go. <laughs> phone book, but without the phone book, would go on the internet, would type
0: in all the Google terms I know that were expensive, like from an ad perspective. And mm-hmm. I will just call all the people that were bidding on the ads.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. See, that's a new new form of marketing. <laughs> Most people wouldn't even think, there you will take that away right there. Most people are like, ah, I guess word of mouth might help me, but- he was like, no, I'm driven. I'm going to find the people. I'm going to put the work in. You know, So that's that's commendable too.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yep. So based on everything that I know about you, as far as my research, <laughs> I know you have in the market SEO, but I know everyone's curious because I know a lot of people know about you so far. Um, for those who don't, when it comes to like scaling online, as far as like uh, Google, right? Everyone's trying to rank on Google. Everyone's trying to be the best. Number one, front page. What advice would you give to that You know business owner that person just getting started to help them rank on the top page or first page
0: so do the basics there's a lot of tools out there that provide you the basics so like you can go to neilpatel.com seo-analyzer and put in your url and they'll tell you everything that you need to fix from an seo standpoint like all the basic common stuff Uh, and it'll break it down by priority in which what's the easiest to fix that's going to have the biggest impact and just go through that list and fix it. And you can do that for free. The second thing that I would actually tell people, this is the more important one, is provide the most value to customers. See whether it's content or whether it's your product or service, whoever provides the best experience to the user is going to win in the long run. And I'm a big believer in that. Google doesn't try to rank a website based off of like, oh, you have more links in another site or you have better on-page code. You try to rank a site based on what users prefer and want more than anything else. That's the key to winning in the long run. It's how do you delight your customers? Talk to them, survey them, figure out what you can do better, improve upon it.
1: Right, right. There we go. See, I say the same thing when I tell my clients and partners, I'm like, look, got to put in the work, but it's about adding the value and not just trying to fluff in keywords here and there on the page or anything, because yeah. I, I have a branded agency here in Michigan and we have like one of the top spots so far, but- I'm looking to obviously expand over an entire state of Michigan and then take over the Midwest go. and go over, you know, other areas. So I'm thinking big, I'm like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. And so like, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as everyone else is probably listening like, how do I continue this path and what do I need to do? Um, But I appreciate the insight because now it allows me to start thinking a little bit differently. Um, But what do you see, like, based on platform wise um, you think most people should either spend their time marketing or do you have recommendations or you think people should just taste everything and be out there omnipresent.
0: I think you're going to have to be, take an omni-channel approach eventually and be on all the platforms. But at the beginning, you could do the little taste approach and whatever tastes the best or whatever in essence produces the best results, focus on that platform and then eventually expand into the other platforms because all good channels get crowded and become competitive. So you have no choice but to be on all of them. But at the beginning, it's too much. It takes a lot of time and money. So pick one or two that you think is going to produce the best results for you and focus on that first and then
1: expand. And expand. Okay, perfect. So no so no definite answer. It just varies depending on what that person's going for, obviously their niche and marketplace and what, what the market's going on. Okay, I got you. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, ladies, I hope y'all are taking some notes and gentlemen <laughs> on what he's saying so far. I know this is a uh, one of those episodes where I'm like, all right, I know I got to pay attention to, especially with the marketing game. So um, yeah. Okay. So now I'm thinking, and I like to hop around. So so bear with me. That's all right.
0: Keep going. I don't mind. <laughs> I
1: like, yeah. I like to hop around because my mind gets to turn when we start talking about marketing. I love it. I'm like a big nerd with it. I'm like, all right, let me know every single thing possible. Um, so do you have like a recommendation on seo when it comes to building out a website like do you recommend build people build on wordpress do they go to shopify do they go to wix some of the top platforms most people tend to go to um, any recommendations on that or uh,
0: morning I, I i like all platforms um they're all pretty seo friendly these days they've all improved so i'm, I'm not really like picky that you do one or the other i to pick my two favorites uh, WordPress for like content service-based website, Shopify for product-based e-com type sites.
1: Okay. Okay. Wix is just not in that conversation. All right. <laughs> nothing wrong with
0: Wix or Squarespace yeah. or some of the other ones out there, but, um, those are my main two.
1: Gotcha. Based on what you obviously been through and surveyed. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Well,
0: WordPress, you can do a lot. That's just for free because there's so many plugins and then Shopify. It's a pretty good seamless experience for e-com.
1: E-com. Right. And I hear that a lot. And me yeah. building on it, and I get it. I'm always like fighting back and forth with other designers, like, oh, Wix or Shopify or WordPress. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> it all works. You know, I think it's about the person who uses the platform and like, what's the yes. goal? So if you that know what to do with so it. So true. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that'd be the biggest thing, biggest takeaway. Um, but okay, cool. So now let's, let's go another layer deep with this. And like I said, we're going to hop around. So if I let's say, if I build out on WordPress, right? Um, and I want to create like a blog, right? Um, what's the best way to increase my traffic for building a blog or just overall to a website, if you had to say so?
0: So one do keyword research. You can use tools like Uber Suggest or Answer the Public, put in some keywords within your space and it'll spit you out like lists of hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. or sometimes hundreds and thousands of keywords that you could be targeting. And two, you wanna create content around those keywords, the ones that are relevant to your audience. Mm-hmm. Make sure the content you create is amazing, super thoughtful, thorough. You can Google for those terms and see what other people who rank on page one have done when it comes to their content. Make sure it's way better than theirs. Mm-hmm. Then three is you need to come your content. So you remember how you already just did a Google search to see who's ranking on page one and what their content is. In Ubersess, there's a backlinks opportunity report. You can put like two, three of your competitor URLs that are ranking. And I'll show you all the people that link to them, but don't link to you. Because if someone's linking to not just one, but two or three of your competitors, there's a good shot they're willing to link to you too.
1: Wow, that's big. And that's Suggest, right? The platform what? that you create. You know what's funny? I actually, I used your platform a couple of times, right? Before I even knew it, you, you owned it. <laughs> and I was testing it out. And I'm like, who created this? Because this is like brilliant. Like I could literally go in, hit the keyword overview, see what I need to do. And then I hit like related topics. And I'm like, Wait, yeah. niche down. I'm like this. This really works. So I started, truthfully, implementing a lot of the things that was like being pushed out on the platform into my website, and I did see a lot of updates through Google. I guess Google loves constant updates, new new things yes. being added. So I'm I'm a loyal client. <laughs> And a customer <laughs> to say that this definitely works. Um, and I definitely appreciate you for creating that. Like what, what inspired you to create that though? That platform, was it like you was going through something similar or you heard a lot of people just saying, man, how do I figure this out? It was a lot of people saying, how do I
0: figure this out? And how do I figure it out without spending a hundred bucks a month?
1: Cause most of the tools <laughs> out there in the space
0: were too expensive. So I want to create something that was free and also have yet yeah, paid versions because eventually you got to monetize but I want to create a good free tool. People don't have to upgrade to get value. They can get enough for free and get results.
1: Nice. Nice. And that's big. That's really big. Yeah, guys, look, listen, I'm gonna put all the information down below in the description and also tag Neil too, but definitely go check out their website. I guarantee you you're going to love it. (laughs) And look, it's one of those tools where it's like, you got to keep in your back pocket. You just, it's a must have. I think if you're in business and marketing, trying to get, you know, on Google and so on and so forth. So That's a very big one. Um, And I also noticed that you have, obviously, NP Digital, right, that Uh you were going out. So if you don't mind, can you tell us more about that and what that entails?
0: So NP Digital is our ad agency. Uh, We're a global ad agency. I think by the end of 2023, our goal is to be in 20-plus countries where we have leaders. Um, We're more countries than that, but there's not always someone leading up the ship and trying to drum up new business from that region. we're in eight right now. US, Canada, uh, Brazil, UK, Germany, uh, where else? India, Australia, Singapore. We're about to just add Spain and Portugal, so that would be 10. Wow. And then I know Italy and France are coming next. We're doing quite a bit in Latin America right now in the interview process and quite a bit in um, IMA as well as APAC. So. Yeah. we're we're
1: having fun (laughs) yeah clearly (laughs) having a lot of fun and you guys are everywhere that's amazing that's amazing congrats to everything and uh i'm just gonna throw out there is the kiddos around I can hear like some toys going
0: Yeah,
1: on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, no. I
0: wonder if you can hear about the kids in the background.
1: <laughs> no, it's totally fine. As for the effect, you know, so everybody knows <laughs> that this is a real conversation. Um, but okay, awesome. So you, you've been doing that for a while too with the digital thing. So you work with like big brands like Amazon and Viacom and everything else. How did those deals like come about and how did you feel when it did like hit your plate? Was it like overwhelming or were you like shocked or... What so happened? check this out. You got you got an agency, right? So right. most people don't realize this, but
0: most people think it's like from my SEO traffic or my content marketing or social media. Seventy six percent of our clients come from employee referrals, wow. client referrals, or word of mouth. Wow! So it's those three that make up the majority of our revenue. That's the thing
1: that's insane in the and the of-
0: most of those big brands came from one of those three buckets <laughs> it's, it's if you're in business long enough you provide amazing work eventually you'll start working with bigger and bigger brands the issue is, is you got to play the long game a lot of people don't want to be patient but look at you you're patient right you're just like i'm going to go after my you know the city i'm in then the state then the region and then the whole country and then you're going to go even bigger than that exactly. you're playing the long game you're patient that's the way you work with bigger and bigger brands it's just Make sure in between you're producing amazing results. And I know that's what your focus is as well. But um, without the amazing results, you're not going to get the bigger brands. And that's how we get most of them. Just do really good for one company. You get referred out more companies.
1: Right. Being consistent. That's the thing. Uh It it only pays off if you're consistent. I did a whole post about that the other day. (laughs) And so many people was like, man, I needed to hear that. And I'm glad you're speaking on it as well. I think it's just... Nowadays, it's kind of tough because the marketplace, you know, you get all this negativity type of videos out there. It's all kind of rah-rah, a lot of fluff. But people don't really explain in depth or really break it down in simplistic form of, like, being consistent. It's not too many people. And if so, it just gets washed up, right, in, in everything else. So hearing you say that and knowing that you have an agency and I have one, and I'm sure so many other people listening are thinking about creating one or doing it, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. It's very refreshing. You know, so I love that breakdown and I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it consistently pays off.
0: Being consistent, doing something long enough really adds up. And that's what most people don't
1: do. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to flip it now because I know some people are probably listening to this and like, okay, Neil's amazing, (laughs) right? What else can he do? What doesn't he do? So I would love to know, has there ever been a time outside of you just starting off in business? where you know you gain some success things are going great but all of a sudden you hit a wall if so what moment was that for you and how did you like get over it in order to continue your journey
0: it happens all the time even when you're not starting something up you're in something you know you hit a wall with the economy or growth or someone screwing up and you can't figure out how to solve it um You know, the first thing to just keep in mind is when things are going tough, keep in mind there's people out there who have it tougher than you. And when things are going really well, keep in mind there's people who have it much better than you. So that should keep you level headed and hopefully keep your mind clear. The second thing that you need to keep in mind is there's other people probably have faced the same challenge that you did. Start doing some research, YouTube, Google, social media, look for other people who talk about that problem and how they overcome it. Learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, experiences. And that should also help you get a little bit further. The third thing that you want to do is just experiment, talk to people, brainstorm, whether it's mentors or just friends or coworkers, brainstorm and try to find other solutions and experiment and run some tests and figure out, all right, did this help solve the problem? Did it not? Did it produce results I'm looking for? It's a combo of those three things that really helps you people overcome issues and challenges.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. Cause I think a lot of people either, you know, they run into a wall, and I feel as though you kind of have, like, two decisions, right? It's either you you persevere, right? Yeah. Or you have to pivot in some direction. And I think that's the conversation I think a lot of people have a hard time either depicting, like, which which is which or what to do. Um, and I know for me, I kind of went through something similar where it's like, all right, I kept hitting my head on this wall. I'm like, okay, Dre, let's think about this, right? Do I pivot and find a new path? And when do I pivot? And when do I persevere? So for me, I had to break it down. Like the only time I think you should continue to um, persevere is obviously you start to see some results, right? Something's happening, something's clicking but it might not be perfect. It's kind of like the Tom Edison thing with the light bulb, right? He knew something was happening <laughs> but it wasn't right clicking right away. But he kept he kept going and eventually it happened versus pivoting where you probably run into, you know the same problem over and over, hit the wall, try to go under, try to go left, whatever. Um, but it's understanding if no results are happening, I think that's yep. when you need to take a step back and be like, yeah. okay, let's go left or let's go right, right? So I think that's a big message. I think I hope a lot of people ca- caught that on what you said as well, because I think that's that's imperative, especially in the business world today. So I think that's huge. Um, and also, because now I'm thinking it turns the terms of lines, like to take a little bit further, you know. Have you ever faced that moment where you want to try something new, but you might be a little hesitant on or a little fearful of? Cause like it's going good on this side, but you like yeah. that looks greener over there. <laughs> right. Or that looks great. Let's try it. And have you ever had that moment it's like, I don't know, should I or should I not?
0: So the first one going back to fear, you mentioned fear. I don't really have that fear issue. Because remember, you're, you're going to be your harshest critic. Other people don't really care as much. I don't mean that in a bad way. It just means that if you fail, it's okay. Most people won't ever know or watch. Um, so I don't really have a fear. Uh, but yes, I have that syndrome where the grass is always green and I want to try things. I used to have that issue a lot more when I was younger. Um, last four or five years, I've been really good at just focusing and just having super sharp laser focus and that's it. And that's done really well for me, in which, you know, like have your focus. And yes, the grass is always greener on the side, but if the business you're in is growing and still doing well, that's cool. Just keep at it. You know, you don't need to hop around and do something else when you can just continually grow and grow doing what you're doing. For example, we're both in the agency space. You have a small agency, I have a small agency. I don't mean that in a bad way. We both are small. We could do something else and both do well at it. But there's WPP and Omnicom and Densu. A lot of these companies do like 10 plus billion a year in revenue. We're like flies compared to <laughs> their size, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And there's no reason to hop around because the market we're in is massive. So might as well just double down on what we're all doing.
1: Mm, makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I feel the same way. There's a lot of opportunity. I, I don't feel like the marketplace is necessarily saturated, no matter, no matter what uh, vertical you're in. I think it's dependent on obviously you, because everyone's different, right? You bring something different to the table. Clearly, like you said, we're both in agencies. You probably cater to a certain, you know, niche breaking down as far as what you provide. I do as well as so many others. Um, and I think that's the value point that a lot of people got to lean into. Like what's your specialty? What's your superpower, right? Whatever yeah. that may be uh, in order to excel. And I figured like you obviously figured that out for yourself, you know, pretty young and also building it up to where you are now. Um yeah. And I think that's that's super dope and important too. (laughs) So Thank you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so um, when it comes to your business though, uh, because you have multiple, when you had your hands in multiple pots and so many different things that you've been into, um, how would you measure success in your business?
0: Growth, business success is usually based on revenue and profit. The more you grow, the better off you're doing. Yeah, straight and simple. (laughs) It's straight and simple. You look at the public markets, that's what they evaluate you on.
1: Growth, it
0: all comes down to revenue and profit.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Have your have your businesses taken any sort of, I won't say a hit, but any type of challenge over the past two, three years due to like COVID, right? Um, like, yes. have you had like brick and mortar type, you know, setups and offices? How does that played out for you and how did you, you know, get through that?
0: COVID was a challenge when it first came around. We had to lay off a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. sadly. And we ended up uh, growing over time because a lot of stuff moved online. So that helped us out a little bit. Uh, not being able to do meetings uh, made it hard, just internal and external. Cause a lot of uh, cities or states or whatever you want to call it, were in lockdown. So we couldn't really have our teams and people meet up. Yeah. Um, the other thing that uh, hurt was the economy when stock market crashed as hard, like 2022. Uh, it slows down a lot of growth and it causes a lot of people to cancel and stuff when their stocks are down, you know, 30, 40, 50%. Um, but you know, look, there's always going to be ups and downs. It's the life of entrepreneur. You know, as I say, entrepreneurship's like a roller coaster. There's a lot of ups and downs and happy moments and sad (laughs) moments and scary moments. You
1: just got to roll with the punches as they come along. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I feel like it was definitely very different for a lot of people during COVID. Um, either some people, like you say, had to lay off, especially if you're a big company. And it's like, it's tough to let go of those employees or people that work with you and help build something so sustainable. And then on the flip side, I know was people that's like, I know for me in particular, um, it was like a great stride. I would say, um, business actually started picking up more during that time, just because, I notice a lot of people starting to shift from obviously working at a job to being stuck at home. And they're like, What am I gonna do with all this time? I gotta figure something out. And so they started creating these businesses and these these uh side hustles, if you will. And they're like, Okay, I need a logo. I'm like, that's me. Okay, I need a website. I'm like, hey, I can do that too. I need I need this, this. I'm like, oh, this this is perfect, right? And I'm like, oh man, this, this is a great moment. So I caught my stride, literally, I would say the last two or three years, just picking up speed, um, but I, I can see the the views from both sides and how that can play out. And hearing your side, I, I understand it, and along with so many others, um, but I know that, you know, over time, things will start to transition back, hopefully, and start getting back into the workforce and get the, get the people back in and get those people active. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a time. I think a lot of people felt that tremendously. Um, yep. And so, with that. Cause I know I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like you're a very hands-on type of guy. Like you're very uh-huh. intuitive. Um, and you care about people, right? Especially uh-huh. if you're, if you have an agency, you have to, right? There's something about it. So how did you go about like fostering that, that community that you have and that company to scale it to what it is?
0: Yeah. Uh, you just hire other people that believe in the same culture and vision and um you know, the culture fit is just super, super important. Uh, yeah, and they just, we fostered it by hiring, you know, just people who believed in the vision and the values. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: at the beginning, it was super important with your first 10, 20, 50, 100 people. And typically, as you grow up more and more, those people try to help you recruit other people that will instill the same values and have
1: similar culture.
0: Oh, you Definitely
1: definitely okay okay that's big because i'm in the phase and i'm sure other people are i got a i got a small team but we're pretty crafty right (laughs) it's about a strong five of us right now but i'm like that's awesome this is the best five you know this is the best five yeah and so we're building we are having fun and that's what it's all about and everyone does their own thing um and just to hear that I i can understand where people start to cultivate and say hey i got a friend or hey are you looking for x y and z or maybe you can bring them on i think that's super important it just makes for the community to grow um i feel like a lot of times though for most business owners we kind of get into the mindset of like oh man i need another another one of me (laughs) right if i could just get two three more of me this would be perfect right but but you don't have to worry about that
0: over time you'll be able to find people who are better than you at certain things Right. right like you you may be the most creative person i'm making this up You may need someone who's more process-oriented and you can find someone who's super process-oriented who understands agency life that can help you scale faster. Mm. Or you may be really good at doing the work but not selling and you may end up finding someone who's better at selling than you. Or even if you're good at all those things, you can find someone who's like, I only do selling for agencies and I'm really good at this and I have this big Rolodex and they can help you scale faster, right? Mm. So just continue Mm. to look for people who are better than you at specific things and try to bring them on as you need them.
1: Right, right on definitely you know that's that's the plan i'm i'm trying to be the guy like hands off i don't really like to be like time crunching people because i know how i am as a creative i'm like just give me the deadline when does it need to be done <laughs> all right it'll be done I, I promise you so that's how i like to operate and i kind of give that free will to all of my, my my people that work with me um and so yeah that's 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 a good a good indicator <laughs> coming from you yep. so um okay okay so now if we're hopping back into the business side of things, um, I think one of the many questions, I actually have a little question list pulled up because I told some people you'll be coming on and they have about two or three questions for you. So I, I chose a couple that I thought would be cool and, uh, to ask. So uh, the first one was, uh, this came from Jamie and she said, um, how do you go about growing your email subscription list when you don't have a big audience or a big clientele base? No problem.
0: Start creating content on social, start collaborating with other people and hit them up and start talking about your website, release content on your website and just have email capture forms, whether it's on social <laughs> through like link trees or whether it is, um, you know, on your own website. And when you do collaborations, guest posts, keep plugging away your site. And as people come to your site, you'll start collecting more emails.
1: Oh. There we go. Jamie, I hope that helps. That was was some bars in there. (laughs) Take that. Take that. Okay. So next question. This came from Chris. He said, does having a brick and mortar office do better when ranking on SEO versus having a virtual office? We haven't seen any difference. All right. And let's see. um, Last one was, oh, this is a fun one. They said, uh, what is the best piece of money advice you ever received? easier to save it than it is to make it so save as <laughs> much as possible awesome awesome perfect perfect well look ladies and gentlemen i did my part okay y'all sent the questions in i told you i was going to ask neil so hopefully y'all listened and y'all heard it make sure uh, to hit him up too if you have any additional questions i'm sure he'll love to talk to as many of you as possible um but with that neil um i definitely am very appreciative for you hopping on um i don't want to take up too much time i know you got stuff to do Ah, no worries you got agencies and stuff to run but it's been a blast man i appreciate you so much um if you want definitely go ahead and shout out the best way where people can find you reach out to you and uh you know get in contact
0: and sorry for picking up the phone during the interview i'm like the front gate
1: was calling and they're just like someone's here i don't know who it was i'm
0: just like let them in and then that way i to get back to the interview, but I do apologize for that. Uh,
1: Mine are all Neil
0: Patel's my username, so.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, simple, and sweet. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in, and until next time, much love, peace.